Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. If I'm counting the one I missed correctly, I think this is show number 137 and I'm looking forward to the conversation we have for you this week because we have, as we often do, a super special guest and uh, yeah, interesting stuff this week. More on that in a moment. First of all, Rach, how are you doing? Hi, it's good to be here. It's really nice to have you um, on the show again. Um, it feels like a little while actually since we've uh, we've had a chat. I don't know why, but um, maybe a lot's happened. So um, yeah, it's uh, nice to be here and uh, hear your dulcet tones. Like. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I was sorry to miss last week's show because I just wasn't able to make the time slot that our guest could make. So, um, mm-hmm. but happily this week I'm back and uh, and uh, and so is Graham. Graham, how you mm-hmm. doing? I'm doing great. Today has been a really, really good day. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm feeling very good. Thank you. Very good. This has been possibly best Monday ever today. Uh, it's been a delight. Well, do you want to talk about that now or later? Uh, oh, we'll talk about it briefly later. That's fine. It doesn't have to be now. OK. All right. Well, you've got you've got us all intrigued now. <laughs> 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 so maybe you should better go on and uh, and introduce our super special guest for this week. We have got a super special guest this week, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show Sam Cornwell, who is the creator and the man behind Solar Can. Uh, Sam, welcome to the show. Hello, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's an excitable guest you've got for I, I, us this week. I was week, really though. wondering what you were going to say about me there, from what we said before this show. <laughs> Generally, um, I like to say hello, hello, Graham. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Aid. Hello, Sam. Thank you for inviting me onto the show. Uh, you're very welcome. I just waved at you and realised that obviously we're doing this as an audio podcast. So, you <laughs> so, know. Back, <laughs> so, a lot of our listeners will probably be familiar with the name Solacan um, because you have been going with Solacan. Um, cool. I think. April 2017 was when it all kicked off with SolarCan. Was yeah, it around there? Yeah, I started the Kickstarter April 2017, but the idea formulated inside my mind in December 2016. Uh, the idea to, you know, launch a commercial version of the beer can pinhole camera and turn it into a product that, that anyone can use. So it took about four to five months to realise that and get it off the ground. So I was uh, in a confident enough position to to launch it and you know show the world yeah well let's explore that a bit first because just in case there's people out there who don't who haven't come across solar cam before because i'm sure there must be some people um you mentioned before about the fact that there, there was this existing um the, you know the diy pinhole camera um i've had a go at making one they're fun you know you get some um photographic paper you make a hole in the beer can once you've drunk the beer that's an important first step <laughs> otherwise it all goes horribly wrong um you know you take the top off you put the paper in and then you seal it all up and um put them up there um the downside with it is obviously most people don't have for specifically photographic paper kicking around at home. Um, and that's what the solar can gets past is it just makes this fantastic all in one. There you go. You buy this and you can do it. But um, what led you to wanting to solve this problem of the solar can? That's a good question. And I've got a good answer for you because it was uh, the solstice, the winter solstice, which is when the sun is lowest in the sky in 2016, so December 2016. And I saw some buzz on social media from my friends, Twitter probably, of people uh, knocking up uh, pinhole cameras to take solographs. Now, a solograph, which we can explain now or later, is a, a photograph of the sun uh, using photographic paper and no chemicals. And I thought, 
it's about time I made one of them. I've been wanting, hankering after making one of these for many years. And uh, I went to my caravan, got some photo paper out, went and bought some awful beer from Asda, poured that down the sink. I tried drinking it, I promise, but it was, it was, like, cat, <laughs> it was like cat something. Uh, and I, I popped them outside and I gave some away as Christmas presents because I thought that's really fun. And I'm looking at these and being a being a scummy capitalist guy, well, I'm not really that much of a capitalist, but that sort of person, I thought, I reckon I could sell these. So I popped uh, a few more on Etsy. I popped eight on Etsy with the Foster's logo because of Foster's beer can. And I was heartbroken. Not 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 a not a thing, not a message, not an interest, not a view. And I was selling other things on Etsy, so I know it works. And I know how to make it work, but nobody was interested in my little tacky handmade beer can pinhole cameras that uh, photographers make. Students of photography have been making for 20 years. And I thought, right, I'm not going to be proved wrong on this. I'm, I'm going to prove myself right and I'm going to turn this into a commercial product. And I set myself aside three days at the start of the year and 100 pounds to come up with a prototype. <laughs> it took me four months and 5,000 pounds. <laughs> I mean, for anyone who's listening, and I'm sure at least half of your listeners will know what SolarCan is and have seen it. They will, they will struggle to believe that it cost me about £5,000 to come up with that first one. But there was so much involved with it. There were so many different learning curves. Uh, there were so many problems that I had to overcome, which now are so simple. Uh, and money as well, the funding as well. So I had to work at getting that money together as well, because this was prior to... To, to doing the launch uh, crowdfunding campaign but yeah that's how it came about it was just to prove myself right because i knew it would sell uh, and <laughs> it, it just looked bad as it was on etsy so so i made it into a commercial product that when people saw it they'd want to hold it because it looked pretty and beautiful out of your um uh, five thousand pounds that you've just mentioned sam what what would you say were the probably the biggest cost was it machinery to to be able to make that because that seems like that probably would be quite a big cost. Or was it something else unexpected? That's a good question. And I think it would be machinery. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm having a look around. So I'm sat in my workshop at the moment. Uh, machinery would be the biggest cost. I don't want to give things away. No, yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, there's plant machinery that was... Mm quite a lot of money that i had to go and dive into my paypal credit i don't know if anyone uses paypal credit really really handy and uh spend quite a lot of money to get uh the equipment that, that just does not exist mm. there was a, a piece of equipment that doesn't doesn't exist uh that i had to to purchase from a very specific uh source to to make it happen but yeah mm. it cost a lot of money and i had it i was in this unusual situation where in my head i thought it would work but I couldn't tell if it actually works until I bought all the stuff. Ooh. Uh, that sounds so, like a, a leap of bra a brave leap into the yeah, unknown. It's a huge then. risk. Uh, so I'm talking to my wife and my dad, who and uh, my friends, who were like supporting me at the time, talking me through. So, you know, they were they were watching me walk down this risky route. And I said, look, I'm just going to have to go with this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I've got this saying which I borrowed from a book I read by Jonah Lira. Uh, called imagine which is 
there's a side note on that he, he was done for fraud on that book but there's somewhere in the book he says uh he, there's this classroom somewhere and they've got this big sign on the wall that says fail big and i've always remembered that so uh, if you ever want to go into something uh aim to fail as big as you can because no one's ever going to knock you if you fail in a really really big manner at least you've tried hard so that's where i went with that yeah, I imagine it must be harder than just going on Google and typing in reverse tin opener. I mean, that, that has to be the hard <laughs> part. What is, I want this but backwards. Can you just, is there? Um... I want this but backwards. <laughs> uh, sounds like a podcast. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's certainly true. So um, you, the machinery side of things and getting the correct equipment, obviously a, the, the biggest hurdle and the, the biggest leap of faith with that because you're investing a sizable chunk of money and um i probably wouldn't have achieved public notoriety of failing even at that stage once buying your reverse din opener um but what, what were the other problems i mean when you were putting this together uh, i wouldn't even have the first clue where to stop because um you you're needing to buy all of the materials i'm, I'm assuming given the fact that i know you've at this point made over five thousand solar cans um that you're not drinking all of this beer or even tipping it down (laughs) the stink these are not all foster's cans anymore um what was the biggest hurdle in just getting a a prototype put together and then going from there oh the biggest hurdle oh there's probably a dozen different factors that go into solar can uh i think maybe the toughest one was getting a supplier for the, the raw material, the the, uh, the actual aluminium cans, getting a supplier, a decent supplier uh, of them, because I I haven't gone to any intermediary. I got I went right to the top, the very very top of the chain, the, the manufacturers who who produce six billion a year, and I purchased through them, and I'm holding there with my hand up saying, I'd like one pallet, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, one pallet is, you know, the, the minimum order for their, their small customers is hundreds of pallets. Please can I have one pallet. And then it got worse. The, the lids that go, go on top of the aluminium cans, the minimum order was 200,000. So I had to find a way to, to, to get a small enough order of the lids that would work correctly with the solar can and, and get that, that look that I wanted. So those logistics of finding the right suppliers was very, very difficult because I'm I'm also struggling to explain to people that, no, no, I'm, I'm not putting a drink in this. <laughs> no, I'm not filling it up. No. They're saying, oh, go go to this craft brewers. They'll help you out. Actually, they won't help me out. They, they won't be the right people to do. I've got to start from first principles here and go from the ground up, really. So, yeah, I think it was probably uh, sourcing. That was one of the major hurdles. There were several, but one of the major hurdles, the first one was was getting the stock to be able to make it with clean enough stock rather than uh you know stripping down secondhand recycled ones or something like that which wouldn't have worked anyway but then getting the right plant machinery as i alluded to earlier was probably a bigger task to get over because finding the right thing the right tool for the job was very very difficult although looking at it now i'm thinking Gosh, that's so obvious. <laughs> but at the time, it was not obvious. So many, you know, when you go through a learning curve, you learn so much so, so quickly. And you and then you look back and you think, wow, that was so obvious. But Yeah, but you can't know the things until you know them. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird situation, isn't it? And, you, and you I had no go, one to ask. Huh. 
yeah yeah when when you're doing something like that for the first time like putting together the kits you know it's it if there's nobody to sort of ask about it you just have to sort of figure it out blindly in the dark yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds and, like you're speaking yeah. from personal experience there Rach yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine I, I, I really really empathize with that and yeah it's um until you've tried every single kind of possibility you don't know what the possibilities are and it's only then that you can make decisions and work work things out backwards really from it you know um yeah it's uh it's not easy <laughs> yeah you've probably got experience with it with your uh your analog adventurer kit yeah just yeah. Try, trying to work out what's what what's the minimum for this or the maximum for that or how do i find the uh, suppliers that are reliable for these particular parts and and that oh you know the minute you tweak one little thing then it means that six other things don't work and mm-hmm. yeah it's that kind of giant jigsaw puzzle isn't it of trying to put that together but like you say not having somebody to ask because it's not really been done in quite the same way before is is difficult you just have to sort of uh try it out until you get until you get to it i guess that's um that's what happens with inventing you know if uh if you're inventing something or tweaking something or uh what have you you just um it's trial and error isn't it until you get to the right point that makes it feel like it's it's actually working how you want it to work yeah, well, you've done a really good job with that little kit. I've got one here, and oh, the family you. thinks it's fantastic. We wait uh-huh. for a bit more sun, so we start playing with it. But we've opened it up, and we've had a look at everything in. It's like my daughter's like, "Oh, a feather, a feather." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's That's a nice a little one. pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, one of the things that Rachel just t- touched upon there, when you're, you're bringing something new to market, is that thing of trial and error. Uh, but obviously, part of the problem with a solar can is that the whole point of it is it's something that goes in situ for a mm-hmm long ass time um did you have to do i mean you, you kind of went from idea to launching the product in less than six months so obviously you, you were not doing full-scale testing in on that time, but um were you doing iterative testing or or was the things like dimension of the whole dimension of the can all of that stuff is that stuff that you were working out using science and maths and other things which uh, above my pay grade yeah we used a bit of science we i say we i, I hate that it's it's me i <laughs> because there's no big we but we is in solar can which is me and my brand solar can uh uh sort of had to tackle things like that the size of the the pinhole what's it going to be uh there's several different bases that you can uh the go to here which is ask other people who make their own uh or calculate it out yourself or experiment and uh, and I did all three, and I did all three, and I set on zero point four millimeters. Uh, thought it was a nice, uh, mm. nice size hole, uh, and it and it worked very well every time, and it was never too overexposed, and uh, it's been proven successful over time as well. And that gives us uh, an aperture, uh, a maximum aperture of f one thirty two, which is nice because the aperture changes because the. Uh, the, the the plane of the film is curved obviously mm-hmm. uh, around the edge of the solar yeah. so uh, maximum aperture is one three two but those sort of technical things i try not to scare people with the technical aspects of solar can because it's not aimed at uh you know the pe- person who wants the linhoff camera it's 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 aimed at people who who want to discover film and want to discover uh 
science and astronomy and art and uh, different types of cameras and projects and things like that and understand how something works. So trying to keep things as simple as possible was was also part of part of the goal there. But yeah, um, you touched briefly just on um, the aperture and the, the reaching the edges of the paper. Um, did you also have to do much in the way of experimenting with different types of paper? Because I would imagine that they all respond slightly differently to what's being asked. Because um, I can't remember who it was I was listening to the other day. It might have been the Lensless podcast, or I, I cannot remember who it was. Um, but it, am I right in saying, and I'm repeating what whoever it was told me, so this is bad information, it's not on me, that essentially what's happening with this sort of solarization is that the silver is getting oxidized, which is what's creating the... <laughs> pattern no not right no 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 that that's like literally the the lines out the the paper the the the, uh the solography paper which is published in 2001 2002 but yeah uh, that's exactly what's happening Uh, yeah so it's oxidizing uh the silver halide crystals on there which uh means you can't fix it later or develop it later but it uh decolor uh it colorizes it to such a state uh, that you're able to bring it into subdued light and scan it several times, uh, actually probably dozens of times before it fades away completely mm-hmm. because that photo paper will always remain uh, photosensitive. And as I say to lots of people who write in and ask, uh, if you can figure out a chemical process to fix it, yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. Come yeah. on, let's do, let's come out with something. Uh, but it's... It's the most common question from mm-hmm. a photographer is, can I develop it afterwards? I've, mm-hmm. And my answer is I've not found a way. Uh, but if you can find a way, please, please, please experiment because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And then we can share it with the community or whatever. It's Would the I... interest. Sorry. Sorry, Graham. Um, I was just going to say it's interesting because um, obviously cyanotype, which I work with quite a lot and in what have you, it's um, that was one of the very first ways of them actually working out how to fix that final image. And um, the colours that you get before you actually do the final, before you do the wash to uh, rinse off the residual chemistry um, always look beautiful. And, and I have a similar, you know, sort of people say to me in a very similar way, like, oh, is there some way of fixing it with those beautiful like turquoises and greens and things? Um, but actually those are the bits that have to get washed off in order for it to change into the blue and white print. Okay. So um, yeah, it's it's a similar like, oh, there's a slight frustration there because they look so cool. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I tell people uh, that oh, I need to stress the point that I'm trying to keep things very, very simple here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I think introducing chemicals uh, or the need for that will will put off newcomers. Or might not. I'm, I might be completely wrong. But I'm really aiming for the millennials who've discovered photography or astronomy and want to experiment with this fun little inexpensive thing. Mm-hmm. And to say, oh, with this, you're actually going to need to buy some chemicals as well on top of that. And also supplying chemicals and stuff, yeah. I, I think, is just a bit beyond what soda can should mm-hmm. be and i say to them the fix the fix if you want to call it is is taking a digital photograph or scan that's mm-hmm. your fix that's where you're fixing it um, am i right in saying something so that um basically obviously if the uh image is exposed to light for any length of time then that whole paper is obviously just going to go get get exposed to like that and on all that will turn change color eventually um and 
but if you keep it in the dark, that also won't work because eventually the latent image will just fade away completely. So there really is, there's no, I know sometimes with things like um, some of the old Polaroid stuff or the old impossible stuff where it's like, mm, this is a bit unstable, maybe keep it in a dark place. That prolongs image life, but that won't really work with this kind of process with them. No, no, but it it won't, but I'm only two years into testing. So uh, all the, the solographs that I've taken, uh, that they go in a drawer, but occasionally they might need to come out again for a rescan or something. But mm. one of the first things I realized in my very, very early tests uh, was, God, you can scan it dozens of times. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't fade away. Uh, you can have it in your room in the daytime. The only place you don't want it is in direct sunlight. And the the best way of explaining is that is you can't look at the sun. Try and look at the sun. It hurts. That's how bright the sun is. It's really, really, really bright. <laughs> Try uh, and look at the sun. It hurts. That's yeah. how bright You'd be surprised, though. Like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes so, uh, you have to state the obvious of these things, don't you? <laughs> yeah. One of uh, an early test. I, I'm quite a space a space uh, exploration enthusiast, and I befriended a photographer who works at the SpaceX uh, site in uh, Florida on the Keys. Uh, and I asked him, what was it like watching a Falcon 9 launch? That's one of the SpaceX rockets. And I said, is it so bright you can't look at it? A very specific question, like the sun. Is it so bright you can't look at it? He said, yes, yeah, Sam. Yeah, it really is so bright you can't look at it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you some soda can to test and he tests and the launch, it didn't show up. It didn't show up like, uh, like I expected. Mm. So he had a solar can positioned a couple hundred meters away from a rocket going to <laughs> outer space. And the light from those engines was still not bright enough to expose the photographic paper that was inside the solar can. So all you saw was the, the two-day pass for how long it had been set up. So That's... if you've got friends involved with space stuff, how long before we hear about a solar can positioned on a geostationary uh, yeah geostationary whatever it is satellite that, that would be that be would be thing. nice we have had one go up on a uh, on an air balloon in new york uh so there's this this group called olzhn i think i'll spell that right i might have to check it olzhn or or, or some iteration of those letters and they send uh helium balloons up to outer space so very very you know to the right to the edge of outer space as far as a helium balloon will go up and we sent a solar can up uh when we they send do that up? in wigan don't they there's yeah. a meat potato yeah. pie it got sent into space detached to the weather balloon <laughs> that's right yeah so you get the advertising uh, yeah. you an ad, so you've got your 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 thing advertised up there but i did go with advertising i said that this is an experiment i want to see what happens and he says how do you want me to install it and i said well you need to install install it horizontally mm -hmm. oh god we're going to get into technical stuff now <laughs> horizontally would mean flat so uh counter counterintuitive you you imagine it's installed upright but i want it installed flat because you'll get 160 degree field of view up and down and he installed it upright, uh, so in a vertical position. No. So you only get 70 degrees up and down. And because he launched it during the summer solstice, the sun was too high to be able to to, to, to catch the ray of the sun as it was uh, passed along. 
So he failed a bit. But uh, we still got a usable image, which I've never mm. shared online or anything, but it still worked. It proved it worked, came down a bit battered. But yes, I can say one soda can has been to s- space. Cool. It's amazing. <laughs> that is very cool. Um, you kickstarted the project, as we said, in April, and um, and it was very successful. And then since then, you have um, used – it is just the 100 project. That's the only other Kickstarter part you've done, isn't it, Sam? Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And that was to help with um, particularly creating the uh, instructions and, and some of the packaging stuff. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So the, do you want me to talk through the first one? Please do. Okay, the first one uh, was very successful. So I – I uh, I wanted to claim some of my money back and I put a target £2,000 uh, for Soda Can, uh, the Kickstarter. But I said, look, I've got 1000 here to sell because I'd, I'd bought enough stock labels, etc., to build 1000 had it all sat there. It was really important to me that I had a Kickstarter that I could complete. I did want to run a Kickstarter and then be faced with problems after that Kickstarter would complete. So I'd have something that I'd be able to deliver on time. I was always worried about having this nagging thing over me where people ask me where, uh, where their delivery was, et cetera, and breaking promises and timelines. So I made sure it was all, all there. And it's absolutely fine that people do it differently. I, I don't disrespect that, but I don't like to worry anyway. Where am I going with this? Uh, Within, I don't know, 24 hours, I'd reached the £2,000 target. And within the four weeks, I'd reached just over 1,000% of my target. So I think it hit 25,000, which was 1,800 backers. Now, you have to realize that 1,800 sounds like a huge number, but the the price point was so, so low. I think it was £12, £12 per soda can. So it was a really really big pool of people and that was very very successful and i only wanted to sell 1000 soda can but sold nearly 2000 so I, then i had to start extra phases and buy more stock in and stuff like that and uh at that point in time soda can was a a manila tube uh product so uh, when I worked in the computer industry, we call it the OEM product, so product that you get to build other equipment with rather than a fully retail packaged one, knowing that one day, if SodaCan was successful, I could upgrade to a retail packaging. And yes, sure enough, the Make 100 cam- campaign came around and I thought this could be it. This could be where I could raise enough funds to employ designers uh, to make the retail packaging. And that's where I made it. So I think we raised a two or three thousand on that and we created five different color soda can tubes and this this what i call the your handy soda can instruction booklet a 16 page manual uh, which has all the science all the art uh, community images and lots of explanation about how soda can works and how you can work it and instructions oh gosh people need instructions people really do need instructions because uh they, they, they struggle to to see how something could be so simple. So, so simple. But yeah. But did I miss anything? I don't know. I think you got quite a lot. Of stuff. You are a beautiful blending, Sam, of um, 
creator and inventor and problem solver and capitalist and marketer and normally these are not things that go well together i mean we have that all together on the podcast here just unfortunately all in separate entities (laughs) you are like a combination um, of all of us um so that first kickstarter uh was it 1800 people Uh, yeah a a bit over 1800 it was under 1900 but yeah between 18 and 1900 people there we won't nail you down for a specific actually we might do i won't know exactly sam um but suddenly you well not suddenly you send all of these um solar cans out into the world and they're a long-term thing um i know oh man see- listen sorry i'm gonna butt in the, the first one i got back was two days after i sent it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not kidding i sent it on the summer solstice two days after i sent it some guy in birmingham and i hope he's not listening but two days after, he pointed the solar can north. Right? The sun is in the south. There is right, and it, it honestly, it, it does the worked. sun move during the day, Sam? <laughs> yeah, it does, but it does not. <laughs> it does not pass the south, the north. Okay. It does not look in the north, and uh, and I just thought, oh, good grief, is this what I'm going to be dealing with? But that was the only one, the, the only person who did that, and he was in such a rush to see what would have happened. Uh, but he pointed it north and it was just some grey outlines of buildings and some, the tiny corner of the sun where, where he caught it during uh, uh, the sunrise or the sunset. But yeah, Did so you think it was a digital beer can? No, no, I think <laughs> I really don't know what he was doing, but uh, I think he must have been in just a rush, rush to like be the first one to. Too excited. But, yeah, but that that's completely against what soda can is about. Well, you know be a bit 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 of patience there you can do one day if you know what you're doing absolutely yeah, yeah. So, so go on like... sorry i interrupted i i'm very rude now think you're not very rude at all sam you're a delight um so what was it like when you did because i know that people hit you up on social media and they share their um successes with you because i see them i see you sharing them out i seen lots of amazing work what was it like when you actually started seeing um i don't know what you'd call them i mean are they are they are are they scientific documents i mean they, they are this kind of incredible blend of all things what was it like when those started coming in better not address what we call them because i don't know i call them solar can images uh, <laughs> i haven't thought of, i haven't thought of a better way to name them uh but what was it like uh oh i am still nervous i'm literally nervous with everyone i send out imagine you build a product a camera that only does one thing and it takes six months to see if that works and you're putting someone else is putting their faith in your little product and they're waiting six months for that to work and then they reveal it and for me that's terrifying so my heart is in my mouth every time someone messages me on social media saying, I'm taking my down to have a look at it. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope it works. I hope you've done it right. Uh, so I'm always terrified. But seeing the results come in, I'm always astounded uh, because, uh, as, as you've seen, uh, I post on the, the Instagram and Twitter for SodaCan. And I'm constantly surprised by the different colors people receive i don't know if you, you've noticed that but mm. ge- generally people will just invert so they'll get their sort of pinkish colored paper they'll take a photograph of that or a scan and they'll invert and they'll they'll show me a blue image but in the instructions i started talking a bit about 
uh, adjusting your white balance to bring out some more different colors that are in your image and don't be afraid to experiment digitally. And yeah, I'm stunned with the amount of colors that I see. That, so, so it's really excited from that perspective uh, that it's created this, this whole new little world of different types of images and there's thousands of them now floating around the world and that's exciting. It's exciting to know that I've been part of that. Given the volume, and you probably see more of these sort of solar grams, solar can images than um, than anybody else probably does or wants to, perhaps. Um, there are a lot of them. What is it that when they're sort of coming through to you and you're glancing through them, what is it that's leaping out as uh, a standout picture? Because to a certain extent, images of trails of the sun are always going to look fairly similar. So... Uh, I guess this is where the art comes in. The, the capturing the trails of the sun is a scientific thing. Like, oh, look, you know, we're tracing this, we're measuring this, this is fantastic. But what makes it into an art is how the picture's composed. What is it that you're finding that's helping to create really standout images for you? There's, oh, I'd say there's a couple of things. The, the number one, number one is reflections. If you, if you can find a scene that's got reflection bright enough to... Uh, bounce off the sun so bright that it hurts your eyes if you look at it <laughs> so uh, basically a lake or a glass roof or something like that if you can get that that's that's pretty much where you'd see uh, your best images uh secondly oh there's there's i like i really like it when people experiment but they do things slightly different like some people have drilled an extra hole in there a solar can that's that's quite fun uh some people have moved it halfway for exposure that's really really fun uh turned it upside down turned it 180 degrees put it somewhere else that's nice uh, some people have intentionally waterlogged their solar can to create some imperfections inside that's lovely uh yeah in my I'll, let me have a look at my manual can you hear my manual <laughs> because at the back of it i put <laughs> I put tips and tricks, tips and tricks, uh, reflections, more pinholes, water ingress, foreground, yeah, foreground subject. That's very important. Uh, I try to tell people, put something smack bang in the center of, of your line of sight for the solar can, because it's always interesting to see an object silhouetted by the, the sun that's behind it. That's really nice. Uh, what else? Oh, someone took one out to sea. That was amazing. They took it out to sea. They put it on a boat, a frigate uh, in the Solent in the UK. And uh, it was out there for about six weeks. And all these days that you see going past, you see that they're oscillating, which uh, would denotes the, the amount the ship is rocking on that particular day. Very, very interesting image of that one. That's awesome. And the most exciting one to date, and it probably still is the most exciting one, is the, is the guy uh, Don Hladik. Not sure how to say his last name. I think he lives in Alberta in Canada somewhere. Uh, he took a photo with a solar can uh, of the solar eclipse. So he was in uh, America for the 2017 solar eclipse in August. And, uh, and he just set up the solar can and he had a completely clear day. So he had the sun and you can see when the eclipse happened, yeah, the, the sun dims to nothing. And the line comes back out again. But still, to me, it's very difficult to top that because you need so many perfect conditions and you need to know what you're doing as well. 
for a single day exposure. So I was so excited when I saw that. That's really cool. Um, so you talked there about the single day exposures um, and obviously a lot of people are big fans of doing the six month exposures starting at as the um, uh, Equinox or the other one. No, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I made a mistake. So uh, on the first 2000 soda can, I, I, I'm going to tell something. I've never told anyone here. <laughs> we have an exclusive. I made a mistake on the original soda can. Uh, I put something like uh, the summer solstice or the winter equinox, which is ridiculous. Wrong way around. No, the equinox is is the halfway point. Uh-huh. So you you've got the autumn and the spring equinox. The solstice is the summer or the winter. Okay, so solstice was when it's highest or lowest. The equinox is the middle point, so the autumn or the spring. I know what you've just done there, don't you? You've created like the limited edition collector's version, right? Low numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Low, low numbers, unused, in the original plain packaging. <laughs> that's where yeah. the investment, that's where the solar can investment money is going to go after this show goes out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I, I, I did all the labels and I checked. I honestly, I promise you, I checked over it and I would have noticed it. I do not know how I didn't notice it. And it was not until, you know, everything was done that I sat down and read it and thought, oh, my God. Have you got <laughs> well, any left? Uh, what? No, not the only one. Maybe <laughs> I've got some. Uh, I keep white labels. Uh, so I have white label solar cam ones, which are my prototypes. And when I do... Uh, you know, when I work with schools and stuff and they want to set some up or, or people want to make their own, I just post down. No, you totally could charge like 10 times as much for those, right? You get like <laughs> special limited edition ones. It'd be awesome. I'm not that much of a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> give it time. Give it time. Um, anyway, get, getting back to Twitter. So six months is a it's a long commitment for, for anything. Because you said you, you do these things and you, you start off and you just don't know. I mean, maybe you point the pin the wrong way. Maybe you just maybe it's just completely not right. Um, can it work? Can, what I guess is the shortest time that you would say to somebody, especially for their first time, what would you say, okay, leave it up for X amount of time. You'll get a fun result and it'll be good and that's worth doing if somebody wants to give it a go but don't want to wait six whole months or maybe it's just you know it's not um the the solstice maybe it is the equinox and it's like well this isn't going to work as well because we're in the middle bit here and it's going to you know so what would you say is a a really good short or the shortest suggested time short suggested time is is a is a week uh but make sure there's at least one day of bright sunlight that's, I was going to ask you about that. Does it work when it's cloudy? No, it, it won't work. No, absolutely not. That's a good question because if you look at a solar can image, you'll see some of the lines are, are dotted. They've got dots along. Oh, them. right, right, uh, okay. And that—that's clouds passing. Oh, uh, right, so, okay. So th- those are cl- those are cloudy, cloudy days. Uh, but I say give it a week for for newcomers just to make sure you're certain you know what you're doing. Uh, but because a day would need to be a day of complete bright sunlight and uh, which you might not get uh yeah so i tell people a week week to a month uh and you'll be you'll be absolutely sure of picking something up but you can do it in a single day as the solar can uh sorry as the uh 
the the eclipse or the space rocket one as i mentioned earlier uh would would work with did you see by the way one that i tweeted the other day by this, by this this guy uh rab alstin uh he puts he's built a machine is this the morse code guy yeah he's built oh yeah i saw that yeah soda can is he's built it around soda can so it's all part of soda can and it's got a shutter that opens and shuts and he's coded in python uh this this shutter that opens and shuts uh so he can with a full sunny day he can create morse code in the lines of the sun it's I mean, if if you're explaining if if someone's just tuned in and skipped to this part, they're going to think, "What on earth is sci- science fiction is Sam talking about here?" <laughs> it, and the, the, so he just did a single day, and it's just these perfectly aligned dots uh, low on the horizon. It looks stunning. It's oh, it is unexplainable. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. Yes, the, the what, contraption what looks a little bit. The contraption looks a little. Heath Robinson? Yeah, it looks like the Flintstones are built. <laughs> it's yeah, no, when I yeah. saw the thumbnail of the picture, I thought it'd be made out of breeze block. It's, it's, it's not, is it? It's some kind of um, foam material. Yeah, some kind of foam. But they, they've, they, they, there's a pair of them, and they've worked on a much smarter-looking version, which I've been sworn to secrecy. So I cannot tell you anymore until they're ready to show you. Ah. So again, what, what did the Morse code message say? Oh, it didn't. It didn't say anything, which I was so disappointed about. Oh. So he was just testing different lengths. So he tested ah. a 30-second gap, a 60-second gap, 90-second, 120, and 180-second gaps, uh, just to see how much of a gap that would create in the, uh, in, in the single line, the single arc. One of the things that I'm really interested about, the, of the experiences that you've had with this, because obviously this is of interest to us, to the analogue photography community, because it's you're making an image with no lens and over this incredibly long period of time, and the pictures that are created um, are fantastic. Um, but I know that it's also been of a lot of interest to the uh, astronomy community. Um, can you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, of course. So there's, I, did I mention the trifecta word? I'm not sure how silly. Not on air, not on yeah. air. Not on air. Okay, so uh, the soda can is a, a trifecta. So I've always struggled putting myself into a box. Uh, a lot of people will re- resonate, uh, you know, feeling what that understands, like like being known as a person who just does this one single thing. Uh, because I really love astronomy and space, and I really, really love photography, and I really, really love art. Soda can was able to encompass all that into one thing. And I know it's worked for me because I get bored about something after about six months and we're two years into this story and I'm still not bored and I'm still loving it. So, yeah. It's a is good baseline much... then, knowing that you're, you're enjoying it still after two years, isn't it? That's great. Yeah, exactly. Because if I wasn't, I'd move on to something else. But I absolutely am enjoying it and I'm putting a lot of effort into it. Uh, and it's a full-time thing for me now. So the last year... Uh, 2018, I really focused on the film photography community and uh, talking to everyone from the film photography. I was still doing a master's at Edinburgh University, so I was working very hard there and at home. And then September came around or October and I was able to uh, finish up my master's and go and say, I'm open for business for the big players. So stocked in B&H and, you know, the big stores around the world, etc. Analog Wonderland, finally etc and this year 
uh, I really want to start focusing my efforts on the astronomy community. Now, I'm not that tied into the astronomy community as I am with the film community. It's, it's very different, very alike in lots of ways. Uh, but I'd really like to be recognised that SolarCan is an, as much as a film camera as it is an astronomy camera. So that's my aim for this year. So I think it's very right to bring it up. That sounds that sounds very interesting, actually. Yeah, especially and especially topical given you've you know we've had uh, the the super blood wolf moon or whatever it was called about a week ago and stuff like that. I'm guessing the moon's not quite bright enough to be picked up, but absolutely not. No, that's the question you get asked. Uh, will it show the moon? Will it show the stars? Will it show aurora? No, just not bright yeah. enough. Not bright enough. Not bright enough. Look but, at the moon. Does it burn your eyes? No. Can I just put out here? I know Sam repeatedly said, look at the sun. Don't look at the sun, anybody. Please don't look at the sun and come back and sue us. Sue Sam if you want. Don't sue us. No, don't sue me. <laughs> uh, no, no, don't. no. Nobody sue anybody, okay? It's this fine. is why it's, we it's... have ND filters, isn't it? And our sunglasses, they're called. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, yes. you still shouldn't look at the sun even if you've got the, the filter. But you can get uh, special filters, special paper. As you know, because from eclipses and stuff, you get a special paper to special glasses to look at the sun where you can see just the disc, which is reduces light by up to 10,000 times. That's how bright the sun is. Mm. Extremely, extremely bright. I, I don't want to digress and go into astronomy stuff because we'll bore your listeners. I no, bet no you won't no bore the listeners at all. Listeners. No, not at all. Um, not, not I, I bet a lot of our listeners would love it. Um, I know you've been doing this for two years and you are still enjoying it and you're not bored yet, but also you are clearly somebody who has an, an active mind and the desire to do stuff. Um, and I know in passing conversation with you, you, you said, oh, I've thought about, uh, kind of thought about everything that I could do with this because I remember I came, and I think it's a brilliant suggestion, so I'm going to air it here. Um, <laughs> my suggestion was in every, you know, 1,000th solar can, instead of putting paper, you put in one of those pop-out snakes so that people have their solar can in place for six months and they open the room and wonder what the picture's like. It goes, boom, in their face. How great would that be? It, um, I promise it has gone through my mind. I, I, I've never done it, just to anyone listening. I've never, <laughs> I've never done anything untoward. No, that is a solar can surprise, that isn't it? That, yeah. yeah, I've always thought, oh, I, I could hide something in one of these. That would, that would, you know, be funny. If or, I said or can, can, is there any way you can like pre pre expose the paper with a pattern on it or something that like, you know, like a picture of Spider Man or something? And when people like they've got they got their sun trails for six months and they go, how did Spider Man get there? <laughs> yeah, the, no, that's a that is a good point because i've i've experimented if i can do that and yes i can do that and i want to make a further iteration to soda can because the the product that i'm sending out right now which would be let me tell you what number it is 5000 next one would be 5352 so wow. we i would have probably had 10 different iterations tiny little changes to either the production method or what you're seeing for example one of the changes would be the label not saying equinox <laughs> yeah so that would be a, a slight change so those ever so slight changes i don't make big traumatic changes etc and uh gosh what the hell was i talking about what were we talking about I was talking about whether you could like pre-expose it. Uh, yeah, yes, well, you, yes. need, you need to do okay. a collaboration with Uwe or something like that, don't you? Is that... Well, possibly, but the there there is a a major iteration that I did uh, a couple, three or four months ago was add something inside the soda can that's because it used to be just paper, but I've added something inside there 
that holds the paper in place. Uh, anyone who's bought one and used one in the last couple of months will see what that is. But it, this is it's really nice. It's really unique. I can tell when uh, a soda can has had this iteration used because there is a different pattern. A very, very slight pattern that's different on every single image that comes out. And I was thinking about experimenting with this thing that holds it in place uh, to create a pattern that was a more defined, a more contrived pattern that would uh, really denote that it came from a soda can. So that's something I'd like to, to that could work be like with. your Yeah, that could, that could be like your watermark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, really exactly. So at the moment, it's just a couple of lines, a couple of lines that are different lengths. Uh, but I'd like to turn that into a longer line, which maybe has the soda can logo on it or, I don't know, the name or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a future thing. And uh, it's something I'm working on. And these things just, they work themselves out in the end eventually. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, while we're on to the subject of product iteration and stuff like that, um, I noticed that your solar can cans are quite big. Now, where I live, when people drink on the train, uh, the can usually says Marks and Spencer's gin and tonic on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have like a, a, a pocket version for people who people who live in the home county with, with different <laughs> different branding on it and stuff like that. Yeah, I've tried to make one with a Red Bull can. Uh, <laughs> there is a problem with the with uh, the smaller ones. Uh, smaller ones would be nicer because they fit through letterboxes uh, and also because they're cute. Uh, but the difficult is the difficulty is removing the lid. All oh, right, okay. Re removing the lid afterwards. So that is a uh, something you have to get over before I make a smaller one. So. Yeah, I've I've been through it. I've I've experimented, uh, but removing the lid from the smaller ones is a bit too difficult than on the uh, standard size ones that we have at the moment. So at the moment we use a a standard baked bean tin opener, and you pop it in, and you you go around it, and the lid pops off, and it's it's as smooth as uh, the proverbial. It's very <laughs> very 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 smooth, uh, but you can't do that with the smaller ones. Mm. So. So that's, I that's a shame. To... So, so probably my other idea about doing one in a prosecco bottle, which would probably also go down quite well <laughs> in my neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, I think that might not work because uh, prosecco bottles are see-through. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought I might. I thought I might be stretching the concept a little bit on that. But... And I'm not sure about drilling through the glass because it would be too thick as well. Because aluminium is a few micron thick uh, from an aluminium beer can, so. Uh, you you drill through it and light that comes from a very steep angle can still pass through in a direct line uh, whereas anything slightly thicker than that won't work yeah it'll bounce off the the wall it's as it were yeah. Yeah. yeah no no okay all right the prosecco bottle was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a reach <laughs> try it try it i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did ask about the small ones though because i mean along with the beer can um idea because the other thing that was kind of has always run parallel to that is people um using film canisters yeah that's um, right I, I, I made thing. a film canister one i could send you a photo of it if i can find it like and i gave it a name as well i prototyped it and I called it the itsy bitsy weeny teeny soda can thingamajiggy or something. <laughs> the, the packaging will not be big enough to get the name on it. But no, I, I, I'll go on to this, walk over here and see if I can find it in one of my drawers. But I genuinely, yeah, here it is. 
Here it is. The soda can itsy bitsy teeny weeny sun capturing camera thingy. There we go. <laughs> Very good. I honestly made one and it, and it wrapped perfectly round the uh, the film canister one. I thought, but that'd be quite fun. And was that um that was like a mini one made out of the canister itself? Yeah, made out of the little black uh, yeah. film canisters. I did one of those too. They're great fun. Yeah, super cool. So with with those little ones, do you, you were just talking about the fact that the big advantage with the aluminium cans is that they're only a couple of microns thick, whereas the film cans are. are, are Thicker, they're just thicker. That's the word I'm grasping for. Uh, thicker, um, and harder <laughs> to make a very small hole through. So, with those, do you kind of have to drill out a bigger hole and then put another pinhole in, or just you just poking a hole straight through the, the film can uh, itself? Exactly how you said. You've got to drill a bigger hole, then pop a bit of aluminium in, mm-hmm. and colour it black, and uh, pierce pierce that, and make the pinhole of that. So it's 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 more difficult to do, mm-hmm. and more difficult to make look smart as well. Mm-hmm. So, so no. Then- no baby can anytime soon. Well, I don't know. Sorry. Grandma can. <laughs> it's been a while since um, Graham's done a little ditty for us, hasn't it? A little song. So, uh, yeah. Well, thanks. Got, you got the jingle already there now. So, <laughs> so can you yeah, get, it, I, I just had an idea. Just wondered if you tied this actually. Sorry, this is this this again might not work, but can you put like uh, I don't know five solar cans in in a row um, uh, to? Uh, and I know you'd get quite a lot of overlap because the field of view is is really quite big already. But you, would you, would that you would give you a, uh, a a nice effect maybe to have five with some overlap and 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 arrange them nicely together or something like that? Or can you do? Can you do a 360 one by having maybe, th- would it be three that you'd get or would you just need two to do 360 degrees? Yeah, I'll, I'll answer that in two parts. So the the soda can has got 160 degree field of view if it's upright. So 160 degrees. So uh, you, if you were looking forward, you can probably with your eyes see 180 degrees, maybe slightly more if you're looking slightly behind yourself. Uh, so two next to each other will literally produce exactly the same image. Right, literally, okay. Literally, I don't know if literally is right, but it would be incredibly different, difficult to to see a difference of two next to each other. However, say three uh, uh, in sort of a triangle looking outwards or in completely opposite directions, uh, 120 degrees away from each other, uh, well, you would be able to join them all up. It, it would slightly work. However, the shape of the soda can it cre- creates this odd arc it's like a parabola isn't it so it's not a a straight up and straight down it sort of slopes up to a really high point and then slopes back down again now that's happening because of the the curved uh the photographic paper is yeah. how it's curved inside so it's not uh taking a direct uh copy of how the sun is passing through the sky it's exaggerating that steepness and that shallowness so that's where you're getting the parabola shape from so you could try in three uh facing different ways because three would overlap nicely to be able to join them all together uh although uh, i've not seen an example that that looks well enough yet to get 360 degrees but you said five in a row. Well, I've just installed in a local place near to me uh, 26 in a row. Whoa. 
So I've called it the Solican matrix. And there's 26 in a row that all face in exactly the same direction. And this is the experiment to create a time lapse with Solican. <laughs> so every, every week I remove one. And uh, so I'm in week seven now. So uh, on this Thursday, I'll be removing the seventh Solican. And what I'll be able to see from all the different images that are coming through is the sun looking slightly, slightly higher. So the, that parabola, that curve, the sun's arc getting higher and higher over the different weeks. And hopefully over 26 weeks, I'll be able to see, I'll be able to create a movie with these 26 images of it going higher. Now, we're only seven weeks in, but I've already learned things that I didn't actually realize. And more experienced photographers than myself uh, didn't pick up on either. Uh, just from doing the first few, I can I can give them away now if you want. I can please do. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, for people who've seen uh, soda can images, they will always notice that the bottom lines are brighter. They're much much brighter, and it's always been a bit of a mystery why are they brighter. And I'd always assumed a bit like uh, stars twinkling on the horizon because they're passing through more atmosphere is. The sun, the sun, when it's lower, it has to pass through a much shorter space and it's got a much more direct line to hit the paper. So I thought that's why it was brighter. But it's not. It's brighter because for about four weeks after the solstice, it's passing over the same spot. The sun doesn't move that high in the sky in relation to oh. uh, uh, the 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 size of the paper that's inside the solar can so it's past so it's it's building off. up because it's the days the days don't work yeah because you don't between the two solstices the days don't change by the same number of minutes every day no absolutely at, not, at the no. solstices the days are you know are quite uniform around the solstices and it's in it's around the equinox that the the length of the day changes it's moving the fastest so exactly. quickly yeah so that's why at the bottom you're seeing this real tight grouping it's just a tight grouping of days so the first two weeks looked exactly the same because it was the same line going over each other one interesting. after interesting so, yeah, so it, yeah interesting. That, that was a revelation to me and i've been doing it two years and so it's nice to still be learning stuff and being able to pass this on to the community and then the community can start using that knowledge to create something else with it or maybe changing the orientation of the solar can or thinking about how that works or knowing that they don't have to start on December the 21st on the solstice. They can start three weeks later and it would still look the same. Yeah. 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 So yes, you could start after Christmas. You could get one for Christmas and you wouldn't have lost any of those curves. Absolutely. I also love the fact, Sam, that you know there's no point putting two solar cans together. But I mean, get twenty and put them together. See, capitalists <laughs> of work. The, 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 the secret to success is buy more of them. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, no, Sam, I can see that because the other way you could do the twenty-six. Because I was thinking this because your your twenty-six cans are going to give you a cumulative set of curves, aren't they? Yes. Where, but because, and and it took me a few minutes when you were describing it to realise that because at first I thought, oh yeah, because you'll see the curve rising through the sky, but you won't because it'll be cumulative. But if you swapped, is there, is there another way? If you swapped them every week for twenty six weeks, then yes, then you'd just get that week's curve, wouldn't you? Which would produce yeah, I, a different type of time lapse. So I'd been planning it for six months, and I was not sure if I was going to have. <laughs> 
365 soda cans there just to <laughs> you know or, or just change it every single day and I only wanted to do one project I didn't want to do dozens all around the place uh, because this is a public place uh, so I had to get permission to pop it up where it's gone uh, but yeah I thought maybe a single day but if you're doing single days at a time uh, it wouldn't quite work because days that were completely dark because the sun didn't come out because of a thick cloud would just be a blank sheet absolutely a blank sheet so yeah uh, any sort of movie or time lapse that you're going to create for that is going to be horribly horrible and flashing and stuff but within a week it would be very very unusual for a week to have a, no sun even in scotland it would be unusual to have a week with absolutely no sun you'd at least get a few speckles here on so, so if you did it for like one can a week for 26 weeks or something like that you'd have a yeah interesting there's loads of stuff you could do isn't there I know it's, it's lots of little, Can you do little bullet little time like in the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, maybe I don't know. Sorry, that was a silly well, idea. Well, no, why don't you try? <laughs> so, this kind of leads us in quite nicely to the other thing I wanted to ask you about this evening, because the fact that what you know is going on with the solar cannon that people are doing with this kind of photography is quite different and it's quite out there and it's a, appealing to a really broad spectrum of people um, meant that you actually got approached by the photography show this year who said, look, I'm kind of interested in what you're doing um, uh, because it's different and it's, you know, uh, fun um, and sort of invited you to come along. Can you talk to us a bit about what what drew them to what you're doing and what your plans are for the photography show? Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, the, yeah, so last November, I think, uh, someone got in touch and they said, hi, I'm from the photography show. And the director has asked me to get in touch uh, because he thinks we need you at the show because you're out there and different enough for the young people that are coming here to, to see something slightly different from the mainstream uh, stuff that everyone's used to. And you're out there enough that thinks we really need you at the show. And I'd, if this was a sales technique, it worked because I was absolutely flattered. And I said, yeah, we've got to, got to go ahead with this. So uh, I got a little booth at the photography show. So the, this will be the first time I've gone. I've been to Photokina many times, so I'm well seasoned in the in the show world, but I've never been to the UK one. Uh, I'm in G63 and I've been given a two meter by two meter space. So <laughs> proper startup space and uh, today I started, literally today, I started organising and arranging what, what the show is going to look like with regards to my stand and if I'm going to be able to sell stuff. So at the show, I'm going to bring loads of soda can to sell uh, because, you know, I need money to pay for my life. Uh, not, not that it's extravagant or anything. <laughs> that sounded a bit odd. I mean, uh, to pay for my mortgage, etc. My single, very, 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 very little mortgage. Can we cut this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I think we, I think we get it. It's all right. It's okay to make a living. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm talking into a void, and everyone's going to stop talking. <laughs> it's fun. Tell us about the stall. Tell us about the stall. Uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Two meter by two meter. Uh, I'm going to have solar cans for sale. I'm going to have a scanner set up, so a really nice quick scanner. My computer, and I'll be giving. Uh, short shows, short demonstrations every few hours of how to go through a soda can, open one up, develop it, and then pop it on the screen so people can see it. I'm going to show people just images rotating on the screen. And I think this could be really fun. I'm setting it up with barrels, so big, 
Do you know what I mean? Metal steel barrels that oil come in usually. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oil drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Big oil drum. Uh, so I'm going to buy eight of these. I've calculated, I think, really nice coloured ones. Uh, and I'm going to brand the solar can on there. So it's going to be unmissable. And it's sort of going to tie in with the what solar can is. You know, I'm a startup. You know, we've got that edgy look, etc. So it's going to look really nice. And <laughs> Hopefully, I'm going to meet new people, introduce people to the community, and uh, and uh, meet people that I spoke to a lot on the internet through the solar can channels, etc. You want to watch cool. it? Hamish is going to be there. You might find him having one of his hobo fires around your <laughs> oil can. <laughs> Not careful. Rachel was positing mm. on um, yesterday's backing paper that there might be a pyramid of solar cans, <laughs> which we would be re- really in favour of. Um, is this going to happen? A pyramid of soda cans. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I thought there might be, uh, you know, some room for fairground ride type thing. <laughs> I've, I've uh, got literally two metres by two metres. You could not swing a, a soda monkey. can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a string of solar cans in there. But you, you can make them into solar can bunting. There's so many options here, I think, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I could hang them up. I'm not sure what I should do. Uh but they'll be all retail packaged anyway, so I might have a few out on display. But I don't want it looking like a recycling dump. <laughs> <laughs> I like the oil, I like the oil drum idea. If you're going to get oil drums branded as solar can, I think that's that. That's not going to leave anybody in any doubt, is it? You're going to make a big hit with those, I think. Yeah, I hope so. But that's that's because the the reason I've come up with that idea is because last week. Uh, I bought I bought one <laughs> <laughs> as you do <laughs> I, I, I bought uh, a drum and it was it was not an oil drum but it used to have fruit juice in it or something and I bought one and I thought I'm going to make a massive soda can <laughs> with like a mosaic of paper inside it and, and I've got it sat there in my living room <laughs> the children think it's amazing they think it's a literal drum that they're banging all the time and, and your wife <laughs> um, yeah my wife just is used to it she's used to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was going to make a massive soda can out of it. So drill a hole in that, put lots of paper in, put it at the end of the garden and do some fun, fun stunt. Uh, but then I'm thinking, wow, this is like a really nice table to work on. Uh, so it doubles up as a table. It doubles up as storage. So I'll be able to take my soda can down it inside the drum and it doubles up as a nice display stand as well. So uh, I, th- I think that's why I'm going to use it. Also, it's it's like a, I know it's steel, not aluminium, but it's a steel drum, which is it's a tenuous link to what solar can is. It's still very exciting. And, and uh, is it are you nervous about doing this kind of thing? Because, I mean, when we think of the photography show, we tend to think of the big names that are you know, there and they've got all their stuff everywhere. And how does it feel to be going into that as somebody new to it and you know you're t- being your two meter by two meter stand but especially by the time you filled it with um oil drums, oil drums. it's gonna be snug it's gonna be real snug um is that a nerve-wracking thought or are you pretty cool and confident about it all i've not thought about it you know i wasn't nervous about coming on the show until about five minutes before i came on it <laughs> So probably the same with the photography show. I'll, uh, as long as I can get a, organized and arranged and make sure everything's ready, I'll just be ready to meet people there. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to sell some soda can 
but I, I have no idea if I'm going to sell 30 or 300. I really have no idea because I've never been to the show before and I don't know what the traffic is going to be like past my little stand. Uh, it's on the way to the toilet. That might help. <laughs> Always helps. Yep. <laughs> Even better if it's on the way back from the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Well, people do need to go to the toilet. They you know, do. So do you know what? It is really bu- it gets really, really busy there, though. There's, yep. a, there's a, a lot of foot traffic, and so, you, yeah, there'll be plenty of people walking past. Absolutely. Um, I've never been on the Monday or the Tuesday, but the weekends are certainly busy. Oh, that would be good. Well, today I arranged uh, with PayPal. Does anyone use PayPal? Of course, everyone uses PayPal. I hate PayPal. But I used uh, arranged a credit card machine. You know, so I've got a card machine on site there so it doesn't have to all be cash under the the table or steel drum (laughs) (laughs) but that's something you know these little things you have to arrange in business i guess don't you you have to sort out ways people can pay you and things like that and if it's a really i mean last year during the um, photography show the weather was terrible snow and orange and all sorts but if it's really nice and sunny you could you could do an exposure over the length of the photography show Absolutely, and I probably would do. I wow. genuinely would do. If there's like, I don't think the NEC has a glass roof, does it? No, no, no. it doesn't. I think some of the public areas between the halls have got, um, got op- opaque, windows, pla- opaque plastic roofs, but I don't know if they've got any clear glass roofs. Yeah, so some of the plastic roofs, are, uh, they re- refract sunlight a bit too much and uh they, they, it just goes bright so you, you lose the line you lose the line on ah, the plastic yeah, so yeah. It, it doesn't the, pass through glass as well there's certainly you, in lots and lots of lampposts in the car parks around the place there you could probably get a nice shot of the place itself here's some guerrilla advertising as well just what are these things hanging it, up on there oh yeah well yeah absolutely yeah there you go guerrilla. if you're staying over some you could put one on the roof of the hotel that you're staying in maybe oh i've got an airbnb Okay. Yeah, Out the window good. of the Airbnb, overlooking. Yeah, yeah. good. Are you in, all? Are you all going? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be there, Sam. Yeah, we'll oh, be no. there all day on the are Saturday. We? We're having a, we're having a meet up on the Saturday. So yeah, we'll. Oh, of course be. you are. We just tweeted about that. That's right. So that that thing that thing that Hamish was sending stuff around about was um, where it said sunny sixteen and thirty five mmc. Meet oh, analog that's... meetup. That that would be us. Uh, Rage. It's yeah. uh, me- mega analog meetup. Get the brand. So mega analog meetup. Is that? Oh, blimey. I, I love how Aid and Sam neither of them know what we're doing. Oh, well, funny, funny enough, do you know, because it's all organised by PhotoWalk.me, wasn't it? And I was out. I was out for a beer with Martin, who runs PhotoWalk.me at the uh, at the weekend, and he was getting updates on his phone as people were organising the Sunny Sixteen meetup. So I did know about it, but from a totally different angle. <laughs> we're a very cohesive unit here. It's great, <laughs> a smoothly oiled team. Um, no, it's been fantastic, Sam, and you should look forward to when we bring everybody. Because I think so far there's been at least fifty. 15 people already signed up so just wait until we descend mob handed can i sign two up <laughs> it's two meters by two meters <laughs> yeah we're all fit uh the question i have for everybody who we spoke speaking to about this is uh, will there be sweets 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 uh chocolate can i mean this is gonna make a big difference as to whether we turn up at your stand or not <laughs> sam i'll be honest soda can branded cho- you know in uh at Photokina, the uh, the best uh, 
the giveaway because everyone had give, giveaways. You know, Burger Paper in France. Mm-hmm. Burger, yeah, they are uh, not spelt like a burger, uh, but Burger B E R G G E R or something like that. We, uh, we call them Berger. Berger. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> they had biscuits with branded biscuits, like you know, nice biscuits, the N I C E biscuits. Mm-hmm. But those, but it said. Sandeep would be yeah. all over that, wouldn't he? Really He's um, at Give Me a Biscuit on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, he loves his biscuits. <laughs> well, we, we don't need to be branded sweets, Sam. I'll be honest. We just want sweets. There's going to be a lot of hungry photographers give us sweets. <laughs> I'll, I'll fill one of the oil barrels with sweets. Yes! <laughs> Perfect. You heard it here first, listeners. There's our excuse for the I've totally just realised what you should do. You should have branded marshmallows which you can bur- which you can like toast over the oil drum there you go that's what you should do yeah. the, organ- the organizers sure might have something to say about that <laughs> it's yeah. fine we're in talks with the photography show anyway they will be fine i'm sure it won't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not o- open flames, old oil drums what could possibly go wrong nothing nothing it's exactly well we're very much looking forward to seeing you there in person, Sam. And also, I'm really looking forward to just seeing some of the um, uh, pictures that you've got around. Because I'm guessing you're going to have examples there. You've always said you're going to be scanning some of the stuff in Moshe there to show people. So I'm still really looking forward to seeing some people's work there. Oh, yours, I guess, in particular. But uh, be honest, on a lovely gallery of stuff there to show off what's going on. Be fantastic. It's going to yeah, be very cool. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's going to be exciting, and we're looking forward to it. I think, aren't we? Yeah, with all of us now, I suppose. There's all of <laughs> yeah, us on this show, and and there's loads of people on our photo walk. Should we talk about the photo walk, Graham? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we we mentioned it last night. We had Hamish on backing paper, but I know that not everybody listens to the backing paper. Um, I don't know why. It's God, it's pinnacle of something or other. Um, but yes, the photo walk is now up on photowalk.me, so you'll find all the information there. And um, it's not really a photo walk; it's a meetup because um, we're all going to get together and we are going to walk because it's quite a big show floor. But there's not kind of he's not going around taking photos as the main driver. It's more kind of getting together. And he's hanging out with brilliant people. And there's going to be so many brilliant people. Um, we'll be going to see Sam. Sam's brilliant. You've heard all from Sam. We're going to be there. We're all legit brilliant, aren't we, guys? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I am. But, yeah, I think... <laughs> Maybe the jury's out on me at the minute. <laughs> oh, rage, no. I'll have to bring biscuits and then and then I'll redeem myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Hamish is going to be there from 35 MMC. Uh, Stephen Foster from Cosmo Photo. Paul Mackay is going to be passing by at some point. Andy Church from um, Kodak Alaris. Uh, Simon. Did you say? Did you say Stephen Foster? Foster? I think you meant Stephen yeah. Dowling from Cosmo Stephen Photo. Dowling, yeah, I got confused. Simon Foster and from... Stephen Dowling. They'll both yes. be there. Okay. If they get married, that'll be their married name. It'll be lovely. <laughs> um, loads of really cool people. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be great fun. Um, there's Intrepid to go and see whilst we're there. There's Lamography we're going to see whilst we're there. Um, but to be honest, it's mostly just going to be about having a really nice time, enjoying everybody's company uh, and chatting to everybody who's turning up and doing stuff. Um, likelihood, people are going to be turning up with film to give away. So that's very nice. Um 
and we are looking into uh, and we still haven't got any more details, but I think we're getting closer to the point where we will have some details on having an after the show get together in an establishment that also sells alcohol and the such. So if you are planning to come and join us for the day, um, do bear that in mind that we may well be going on somewhere else in the evening just for drinks or whatever in a very informal way. But it will hopefully give people like Sam, who will have been working hard on the shop floor all day, a chance to come and mingle and just chat uh, in a far more inf- informal environment. You'll be up for that, won't you, Sam? I would definitely come along if invited. You are formally invited and you've said you will on air. He cannot back out. Of <laughs> Sam will be. Uh, I'll be there. So um, for those who obviously aren't on a on a stall, it will be an 11am meetup um, in the the sort of arena bit just bef- um, after you get your passes, after you've showed the tickets, um, before you go into the the, the sort of like show itself through the archway into the show itself so there's sort of like big open space area and that's where we're going to meet up at 11 a.m on saturday the 16th of march and there's also a discount code so just to reiterate what that is it's lvp tps 19 um and that gives you 20 percent discount on your full price adult tickets um so to the show going to be great fun and um we are saying if you can if you, if you are planning on coming please do go to photowalk.me it's an incredibly useful website and say and let us know there that you're coming sign up because it helps us keep track of numbers and um it just makes it easy especially if we are trying to bully people into giving us free stuff to give away so that would be fantastic um yeah it's going to be really fun isn't it Aid? and we'll, we'll we'll badger people like sam whilst we're there we'll, we'll take a microphone of some sort and badger you there as well sam that's get a good you idea most harassed yeah, I, we did that around Photokina. It was really nice people coming up to you with a microphone for their little their podcasts and stuff. That was nice. So, yes, you should absolutely. Did you do it last year? We did. We, we did. We did, yeah. <laughs> we were regular hustlers of people trying to do an honest day's work. <laughs> yeah, you've got to earn your press passes somehow, haven't you? So, there you go. <laughs> That's true. That is true cool okay so brilliant um do you know what sam uh, it's been great to have you on the show and great to talk to you have you enjoyed yourself i have i, I fear how silly i've made my look myself so uh no. did I, did that, that i think that sentence do you know what you know i have been doing this show now for how long graham two and a half years probably a bit more than that now and very rarely can i get out of the show without making huge mistakes on the on on the close so you know you you any any uh twisting of words is in good company but but uh the it's it, i hope yeah do you know what? I, I i hope you have a great time at the photography show um and uh, thank you ever so much for coming on the the podcast um just before we go um of course all our listeners will now be inspired and enthused and you'd like to them to go somewhere presumably and see uh, the fruits of your labors so where would you like to send our listeners to on the internet Oh, uh, they could either go to my website, which is solarcan.co.uk, uh, or they could go to the Instagram or Twitter, and the handles there are the solarcan. Uh, so it's very, fairly simple to find. Do you want a discount code or something for my? Yeah, oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, yes. we love yeah. those. Do, 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 do you want to make one up on the spot now, and I'll just make sure it's live before before we uh, could, before you go to air if i could i could i could i, I plagiarize one of rachel's gone. and say shoot film be nice shoot film be nice 
Uh, yeah, sure, we'll do that. So, how much how much discount do you want? Ninety five percent. I think I think it's probably best if you set the number. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out now. See what I could afford. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Very generous. Very generous. Okay. In which case, then I will I will slightly focus what you've said about the the internet places. I think our listeners should go straight to solarcan.co.uk because that's where they'll be able to exercise the discount code. That's very nice. Yeah, that'd be lovely. And uh, or if everybody wants the personal treatment, of course you can always come to the photography show and buy them in person. Absolutely. And if you say a shoot film to be nice to Sam at the photo show, he will remember and he will apply that discount. Oh, I have to, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Let's, so I'll try and get us out of the show, Sam, before Graham like milks you for any more discounts. <laughs> okay. But thank you very much. It's very generous of you for offering. And, we and I hope the listeners will, will, will take you up on it. Okay, all right. So here we go. Um, we have, and this is going to confuse me even more, because we have a slightly different ending to the show. And everybody who listens weekly will know that I struggle with this every week anyway. Um, so first of all, uh, you can get in touch with us on the internet. We are, of course, the Sunny 16 Podcast at sunny16podcast.com. Sunny 16 podcast on social medias. You can email us sunny16 podcast at gmail.com. Is that right, Graham? That's correct. Oh, oh, oh well, no, even better, <laughs> Rach. Yes, well, <laughs> Graham, your voice. <laughs> I know. But we have something new this week, right? Okay, because we have set ourselves up. Uh, a, a little extra web page um, which you can get to from the Sunny 16 web page, uh, website sorry. and if you, you'll notice if you go to sunny16podcast.com that on the right hand side of the top menu now it says buy us a cuppa and you know, if you like this show and if you'd like to be even more generous than you already are to us by listening in the first place if you'd like to buy us a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or even dare I say it half a pint <laughs> <laughs> we have set up ourselves uh, an, an account on uh, a little website called, uh, and I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong. I think it's supposed to be pronounced coffee, um, but the link is on our web page. So don't worry about the link. Don't worry about how it's supposed to be pronounced. But if, you, if you'd like to say thank you in any way or just be even more generous than you are as listeners already, um, please click that link on the uh, website and go and uh you know buy us a cup of tea it says actually at the top of the page where you end up and uh you know we've told we've written down some stuff there about some stuff we might do with the money because we'd like to do uh, a little bit more where we can and uh, you know it helps us keep the show going and thank you very much actually although as we record this we have only just launched this and there's about is it 10 11 10 or 11 people who've already been very very generous so thank you very much to those of you who have and thank you in advance to those of you who will and that's enough touting for now because i've probably gone on long enough <laughs> so um please uh get in touch sunny16podcast.com uh, uh, or on an email and we will play you out now and this is where i do get back on script i think uh we will play well i hope anyway <laughs> we will play you out now uh with a music from rachel's band rocha and you can get their album i which i've totally failed to remember the name <laughs> totally of sorry. <laughs> it's called promises, promises i should have kept. of course it's called yeah, promises I should have kept. um of course it but is you can Yes, you can find you can find it on Amazon, Spotify, or iTunes. Well done, Aid. We did we did it. Teamwork. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Rach. I'm sorry. I'm a bad friend. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay, quick. Right, as always, it has been an honour and a privilege to talk to you all. We will be back next week. Uh, thank you and goodbye. Bye.
Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>